and there's the person with the feelings mm -hmm. and they have to form a bond somehow mm -hmm. so the one with the loudest voice has to find the feelings mm -hmm. the one with the feelings have to find their voice exactly yeah yeah and the opposite goes the one with the loudest voice has to allow the other person to have a voice yes yeah and the one with all the feelings has to allow the other person to have feelings yeah absolutely That's really important. Uh, yes oh my gosh <laughs> that gave me goosebumps <laughs> Hi, welcome to Flip It and Rebuild It, the podcast for people who want to discover the keys to unlock their full potential and to build a strong foundation that will see you through even the most difficult storms of life. I'm Stephen. And I'm Susan. And each of us has overcome challenges that could have destroyed us. Instead, we discovered the secrets to finding our own inner peace. And we're here with you today to share them with you. So your week has been a, a long week. Yes, it's been a long week. <laughs> That's a way to put it. Why? Uh, the first part of the week I was sick. I still kind of feel kind of sick, actually. It was just, uh, I had a bunch of unexpected expenses, so things got tight again. Um, and ironically, I had like a big communication problem, so maybe I'll have to tell a little bit about that. <laughs> Um, I found uh, myself in a challenging communication situation this week. Yeah, my week's been pretty much the same. Yeah, I've had to have more care than I normally have. And weeks like this make me realize that, you know, being paralyzed is only 5% of it. You know? Yeah. yeah. Okay, you can't walk. That must suck. No, it's everything that goes with the not ability to walk. And then you can't get done what you plan to get done. And oh, yeah. I think that's one of the harder things, apart from what you have to do it's you plan a day and you go right let's go on and do this and then you lose a day you lose hours and yeah. it's not like as if we've got like endless amount of time <laughs> right right so we're talking about communication yeah and this is the kind of thing we need to communicate to our partner oh yeah about how things affect us as opposed to what it's doing yeah absolutely you know, the headache is the is the result how does it affect us? How does it make us feel? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like my head hurts today because I didn't get enough sleep last night. So in our usual fashion, I turn up with loads and loads of notes and you don't have any. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, for the regular listeners, no, I turn up with no notes. <laughs> and Susan saves the day. Oh, see, that's why we balance each other. You like to wing it and be spontaneous and I like to be prepared. So we balance each other. Oh, I never thought that. So you're giving me permission to never research for a show again. I guess I am. <laughs> Deal. Deal. Let's get married. <laughs> you can prepare for the relationship. You can do all of that and I'll just wing it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just wing it. That's the male and female in us, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I, I used to wing it through most of my life and it never really worked out real well for me. So I decided to start planning. <laughs> Isn't it, isn't it funny? I, I wing it more now and I'm more relaxed and comfortable. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny how it works out. So what have you got for us? Last week, we talked about why communication is so important for relationships. Um, this week, we wanted to actually get into some specific 
things that you can do to help improve your communication skills, help you fight fair. Talk about active listening. I definitely want to talk about active listening. Yeah. And we were talking about the three parts of communication. Yeah. Um, yeah. The active, there's talking. Oh, yeah. How to talk, communicate effectively what you're yeah. really feeling as opposed to the story you're thinking. Yeah, absolutely. The listening mm -hmm. without having your own judgments and your own experiences based in it. Yeah. And then finally, and then the understanding. Yes, yes. Finally, the actual, just genuinely. Yeah, empathy. And that's it. Podcast over. <laughs> no, and, and you know, and it's not just, we talk a lot about like, you know, romantic relationships and partnerships, but these skills apply everywhere as I, you know, kind of reminded myself this week because I had, you know, a communication issue with someone who I just have to deal with in a business sense. Like they're not a friend, they're not family, but um, someone that I need to be like respectful and professional with. And I feel it should be vice versa. And I, um, we had some bad communication with each other. And then I realized like, I was talking to my friend last night and, I was, and realized um, the reason why I was so bothered was because my pride was hurt. My pride was hurt. And, um, and I felt like I needed to be shown an amount of respect that I wasn't being given. And I realized, you know, I needed to like work toward resolution. But I've been working on communication for a long, 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 long time. It used to be really hard for me with my dyslexia. I realized it was causing me problems. So I started looking at where I'm having trouble, where I need to improve. And I still mess up. I still make mistakes. I still struggle, um, especially when I'm dealing with someone who, you know, doesn't care about how well they're communicating, which is actually one of the things that I think really needs to be a factor in good communication is that both people are looking for resolution and are trying to grow and communicate better. Like that's yeah. an essential element. Yeah. What are you doing here? You know, are you here to listen to me when I've got mm -hmm. something to say? Are you here to explain to me and talk to me mm -hmm. from what you've got to say to me? Because yeah. unless we're both in it. Yeah. I'm mutually in it to communicate. Yeah. Why bother? And, yeah. And that's the thing. This is, that's probably what you run into the most when you're having bad communication. But there are things that you can do to disarm a person. There are things that you can do to get them back on the page of resolution. Let's take the um, very common example. And I've experienced this a lot in my life. Although I've been on the receiving end. Mm -hmm. um, you're in a relationship. You're not been listened to. You're fed up. You're tired. The same old thing is happening again and again and again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's got to the stage where everything is just doing your head in from the cups out to not hanging the washing out to, I don't know, anything coming in late from work and all that. How do you communicate that to your partner to say, look, this is what's going on? Well, the thing is, is you've got to start, you've got to go into it with a resolution in mind, which means you've got to know what's really wrong, what's really bothering you. So in that situation, the best thing to do is just sit down by yourself, write, journal, just get your, all your thoughts out and figure out what is the underlying core theme of how you're feeling. Like really get down to what's really bothering you and then think about, well, how do I want to see that resolved? 
and then come to the person with that resolution in mind. Yeah, again, below the actual story is really important. Mm -hmm. Super important. Um, I talk about story a lot and what's below the story. Mm -hmm. um, what I mean by story is, story is what's happening. Yeah. That's the result of not communicating, the result of not thinking, not caring, not thinking. But it isn't that that you want to communicate. It's, um, it's not the fact that they're doing this again and day in and day out. It's when you sit down and go below that, you realize it's about respect. It's about you're not listening to me. What am I doing here? Mm -hmm. um, I've told you about this again and again. You're, you're just not hearing it. Um, and you feel abused and you feel just. Unheard. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone wants to be heard. Well, the thing is, is you've got to like voice your grievance in the best way possible. You really have to frame it because if you yeah. come off like you're attacking the other person, if you come off like you're feeling defensive, if you're not calm and clear about what you want to say and don't talk about how you're feeling and, you know, take personal responsibility, you're going to set the whole conversation in a defensive. So when is the best time to communicate? How do we know when to say what we want to say? Yeah, well, it's, it's really super important for you to go into the conversation in the right frame of mind. Um, and recognize when it's actually a good thing to put off the resolution, take some time. Like if you're tired, if either of you is tired, if either of you is stressed, hungry, emotional, defensive. Um, hungry is a huge one. Yeah, hungry. Yeah. Because <laughs> half the battle is just going into it with the right frame of mind. Like yeah. that is half the battle right there. You're not interested in solving the if you approach it when you're mad or when they're angry or yeah. when something's boiling you up, although you want a resolution, you're not interested in resolution. You're interested in digging, getting them back yeah. to yeah. have a go, to yeah. make your point, but really you just want to get it off your chest. Yeah. That's not the way to get things No, out. no. It's, it's super, super important to have control over your emotions so that you're going to be open to hear the other person's point of view. And this stops us going into story of like, um, oh, well, six months ago you did this mm -hmm. and six months ago you did that. Because yeah. all those little things are not relevant. It's, it's relevant to how you're feeling. Yeah. Um, so I, I would suggest, you know, find a time when you're both feeling relatively in a good frame of mind. Maybe you've had a good day out. Maybe it's the weekend, maybe. And get rid of distractions. Uh, definitely, absolutely. Um, go and say to your partner, perhaps, look, I'm going to go and make a cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. um, can we just sit down and have some time together for 20 mm -hmm. minutes before that program comes on later? Yeah. And, and instead of saying, like, I have a problem, say, I need your help with something. I'm trying to figure something out. That's huge. Yeah. Um, and, and, and honestly, on a side note, you said the thing about, oh, you did this six months ago, you did this five months ago. Never say that. <laughs> Never say that because what happened in the past doesn't matter. You're still there. You accepted what happened in the past. Focus on the moment. Focus on the problem at hand because yeah. if you're bringing up things in the past, they're going to be instantly defensive. It comes down to what you want. Oh. Do you want them to hurt? Do you want them to get their back up to you? Do you want them to be annoyed? Well, if you do, Go into story, point finger, 
Yeah. Poke at them, dig at them, or you like, you're not going to get anything that way. No. Mm-mm. And you won't feel better in the long run. You might no. feel, but you won't. No, you won't. Um, if, if you're still invested in the relationship, you want them to understand and you want to help them and you want them to be happy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm having a problem I'm trying to figure something out. I need your help. Could, you know, could yeah. we sit down and talk about it together? Um, because I would really like X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And I like what you just said. Can you help me? And you can go forever with that. I say, look, can you help me? I'm really suffering at the moment. Mm-hmm, and, yeah, and this is what I'm suffering. I I know it's me, and I know it's how I'm feeling. But can you help me? And if you approach it from that point of view, you you get a totally different response. Absolutely, start, they may actually listen because the other person doesn't want to make your life worse. Yeah, if it's got to that stage, move on. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> in general, the other person doesn't want to make your life worse. Right. So you're giving them the opportunity to improve your life. You're giving them the opportunity to love you Mm -hmm. by helping you to sort out some of the things you're thinking. Yeah. And you know, that, that sounds like it's probably difficult to do, but if you really sit down and actually prepare for the conversation, figure out what's really bothering you, what point you want to get across, think about how you can approach it from the right frame of mind, and then have the conversation. Yeah, you're going to forget half of what you wanted to say and you're probably going to mess it up, but it's still going to be so much better than in the moment when you are going to be nervous, upset, angry, like those feelings are going to be there as much as you try to push them down. If you prepare a little bit, you'll have a goal in mind. And if you get into the practice of starting sentences with, I feel. Oh, absolutely. um, I feel like you're disrespecting me at the moment. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're not there for me at the moment. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're separating and it's not something I like. If you come at it from, I want you to, from now on, you do yeah. this, or yeah. you have done this, or you have done that. If, if we think about every time that someone said any of those things to us, what happens? Yeah. We immediately, you know, hairs on the back of our neck stand up we're ready to fight mm-hmm. like, oh yeah dare you? yeah um you feel I, unappreciated you feel very unappreciated and that's not a motivating thing to get someone to do something <laughs> unappreciated because what do you do you immediately go oh what I, I did this and i did this and i did this like don't those things mean anything you immediately start going checking off your list because you feel I, unappreciated i cannot believe you treated me this way after i've done this this and this and this for you don't go down that route. No. Did you do it for love, for them to love you? Or did you do it because you love them? Now, and if it's the latter, it doesn't have to come up. Yeah. Now, and if you did it for them to do things for you, you've got a problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, we... Well, here's the thing. It's really, really important to see your own responsibility in the situation. And... You know, like nothing happens in a vacuum. You both contributed in some way to to the problem. No one's necessarily right or wrong. So if you can look at the situation and see where your responsibility is in it, you're going to be calmer. You're going to be less angry. And if you tell your partner that, that's going to make them feel more 
open to saying, okay, yeah, like I was kind of responsible for this too. Let, let's fix this. And you could always start by asking them a question. You know, I, I'm feeling a little fed up at the moment. I'm feeling a little tired at the moment. Um, how are you feeling? Yeah. You know, I see you're working lots of hours at the moment and you're doing overtime in the evening and all that. How are you feeling about all that? Oh, yeah. And, and then they can tell you and then you can say, well, this is the way I'm feeling about it. Yeah. We nice. don't need the money. We don't need this. And I would rather have more time with you than you work into a time clock every night. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because it is really a two way street. It is. More so the listening and understanding. Mm -hmm. So when we communicate from the heart as to what's below all the story, just, I cannot say it enough, stay out of story. Mm -hmm. You did this. I did that. You did this. Why did you do that to me? And if we make the communication about how can we improve the other person's part in this relationship? Yeah. I, how can I make it happier for them? Mm -hmm. They, in return, will try to make it happier for you. Exactly. Exactly. Lead by example. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. If That's you what it be, is. If you want to be listened to. Listen. So moving on to the listening. Oh, yeah. How do we listen? It's really important, I think, at this point to kind of distinguish between listening and active listening. Because um, a lot of people think they're listening. They think they hear what someone's saying. But yeah. especially in the heat of a moment, people tend to naturally start thinking about how they want to respond to what you're saying, how they're going to prove you wrong, how they're going to defend themselves, how they're going to explain yeah. why something happened. And active listening is about really focusing on the other person when they're talking and what they're saying and taking it in um, and, you know, like repeating back to them that you understand. This is your chance to show them you want to understand them and you're listening so that they will do the same for you. And it's, you know, you repeat back what you think they said. It's, it's a great tool for getting clarity on what's really going on because neither of you can read each other's minds. You don't know everything that's going on in each other's lives, in each other's heads, in each other's feelings. And it really promotes getting all that stuff out and opening up. We don't know what's in the other person's mind, but many times in relationships, we think we do. Yeah, we think we know them so well. Yeah. You never know what's in someone's heart um, or in someone's head. No. And, and we think we know them so well that when they don't live up to the expectations of what we think they should know, we're mm -hmm. really mad with them. Oh, yeah. Who, whose fault is that? Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, if you're expecting them to be a certain way and you have not communicated that with them, mm -hmm. well, that's your fault, not theirs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Personal responsibility. <laughs> yeah, I think we spoke about that on about the fifth podcast, didn't we? We've talked about talked about it a few times, but I think we yeah. talked about active listening too. But yeah, the other part of active listening is totally taking yourself out of it. Mm -hmm. When you're listening, it's all about what they're saying, mm -hmm. and one of the easiest things that I found with listening is to when they're telling you something. Imagine what it feels like if you were having that happen to you. Yeah. So if someone says to you, well, I don't feel respected. Feel what it's like not to be respected. Yeah. And then you can understand what they're trying to tell you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, 
that's part that's the big part of the active listening is yeah. actually feeling and experiencing what they're telling yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, and you know if that's a difficult thing for you to do and you're just getting started doing it, you know if you need to just say okay, let me take like 5 minutes uh break and then let's pick this back up and then sit there and try to imagine yourself feeling how you would feel if, if the same thing happened to you like and then come back you'll come back with a totally different perspective yeah and you and you can lay some of these ground rules out and oh, say yeah. like you, you know i don't can we sit down and talk i'm feeling a certain way at the moment and i'm wondering if you can help me to understand this mm-hmm. um, and i want to know how you're feeling and mm-hmm. i want you to bring hopefully some clarity to how i'm feeling yeah but if this gets a bit much or we're getting a bit confused, would you mind if we took five minutes out oh, yeah. rather than it get heated? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if you set those ground, ground rules beforehand, mm-hmm. nobody minds. Yeah. And also the other thing that... Another good uh, rule, another good rule you can do, I've seen a lot of people do this, is where you basically, you know, before you get into the conversation... You ask them, is this a good time to talk? And yeah, if they say much. no, you know, they're expected to say, but let's talk tomorrow afternoon. Yeah. Uh, so like I'm setting up rules okay. where you allow each other space to be ready is like super important. Yeah, and be absolutely okay with that. And yeah. If they okay. say no, tomorrow's a better day. Be absolutely okay with that. Yeah. If you ask a question be okay with their answer. Yeah. Don't expect an answer beforehand. Absolutely. The other ground rule you could set out is a time limit. Yeah. Um, I was going to say there's nothing worse than talking for five hours. There is is worse things in the world. Yeah. Well, you don't want to be arguing for a long time because what if you're still arguing, because it's okay to disagree, but if you're arguing for five hours – you're, you're not getting anywhere. It's not a good time. No, and you end up going around the same house. Yep, going again circles. and again and again. Yep, that's the perfect um, so time to say, let's take a break and try this. Yeah, so perhaps before a TV program that's coming on in 30 minutes or something like that, depending on how much you want to talk about, mm-hmm. to, and don't talk for more than an hour about something like this. Yeah, there's really no need for that. You, you know, you have whole countries that are run by emergency teams that do not meet more than an hour. Yeah. Because it becomes unproductive. Right, exactly. Um, if you cannot communicate what's going on effectively between two people in under an hour, mm-hmm. um, somebody isn't listening or somebody isn't right. communicating properly. Yeah. Just set a time to it. You know, look, can we yeah. sit down and talk for 20 minutes? And you know, if you get to the point where you realize, hey, this is not productive, don't feel bad. Don't beat yourself up. Just be aware of it and, and stop and, yeah. and figure out how to proceed forward. Give yourself some time, whatever you need to do. But yeah, like pay attention to that. If you pay attention to that, yeah. it'll, you'll start catching it quicker and quicker and quicker. And also say to them, look, I'm, I'm not asking for you to solve all of this. Mm-hmm. I, I just want some clarity for myself. And can you help me with that? Yeah. So you, you're not looking at a solution within 20 minutes. 
Yeah. Because for me, when someone comes to me with a problem, my natural response is to try to jump to, right, okay, how do I fix it? How long have I got? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's okay not to have a resolution in that time. Absolutely, yeah. Some things don't even need it. They just need to be heard, need to be able to be said. Yeah, yeah. So so it comes to the last component of understanding. Mm-hmm. And we briefly spoke about it with the listening, with the being able to put yourselves in their shoes. Mm-hmm. But it really is. I think um, in order to achieve understanding, you have to be vulnerable. You have to be open and honest and vulnerable. I, I, I think you're absolutely bang on. Yeah. 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 When you sit down to communicate, be absolutely open and vulnerable to whatever comes up. Yeah, yeah. And that is definitely, I mean, that's not an easy task, but that is like really, I think the key to productive, healthy communication is even though it's really hard, you've got to open up, talk about how you feel, talk yeah. about, you know, this isn't working. You've got to get, you've got to be vulnerable and totally open and totally honest. And you have to be, and you know what? Here's the other thing. It's not just about you opening up and saying what you want. You have to be emotionally trustworthy. You, you know, um, well, like avoiding saying things like, I'm done. I want a divorce. Let's end this. Um, you might get attention in the moment, but you're going to ruin the trust that they need to open up to you. If they tell you something that you don't like, you have got to, be okay with it. I mean, you, that doesn't mean you agree with it. You're allowed to disagree, but you have to appreciate the fact that they opened up and they told you, and this is how they feel. And if you were in their shoes, you would want that respect. You have to show them the respect that you want to receive. That's being emotionally um, trustworthy. Yeah. And also, if you have genuinely listened to them, listened to their concerns, mirrored back those concerns, mm-hmm. and got clarity on those concerns so you've gone like well you're saying you're frustrated can you explain more about that i'm not quite understanding what you mean Mm -hmm. by that then when it comes to your turn to speak Mm -hmm. you've got to abide by the same rules yeah but also you'll be listened to and it's okay to say well i disagree and here's why Mm -hmm. but do it from the heart I feel yeah. like I do respect you. I I do um, appreciate you. Yeah. And here's why. Yeah. Because very often the other person that feels unappreciated, the other person probably has no idea that they're doing that. Yeah. Um, and it might be that one person's looking at where they're not being appreciated and another person is looking at where they are appreciated, and they're two totally different places. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that made me think of a, a a really cool, I think, analogy for listening versus active listening. Active listening is not listening with your ears; it's listening with your heart. Yeah, absolutely. It's being present while listening. Yep. Bring in all of you. Yep. Whereas we very often bring the TV distractions, something else, the phone. Mm-hmm. The phone's got to be on silent, out the room. Oh, yeah, put it away. absolutely. Yep, put it away. Um, 
get rid of the kids, you know. Send the kids to another country for a couple of hours. (laughs) (laughs) They say they cannot interrupt you. Yeah. But yeah, it, it is important to be uninterrupted. It is, yeah. Um, and and then you can use the Indian talking stick as well. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Um, the Indian talking stick is is basically you have any kind of stick or a pen or anything, and you're holding it. And while you're holding it, you are the only one allowed to talk. Mm-hmm. And you give that stick away when you feel completely understood. Mm-hmm. But the Indian talking stick it has to be agreed with everybody that's involved. Mm-hmm. So you can either do it around a campfire with a group of people, or you can do it as just you and them. Yeah. You both sit down and say, right, while one of us has got the stick, the other person is to listen. Mm-hmm. And when I'm satisfied or when the talker with the stick is satisfied, the other person understands fully. Well, then see, the other person gets the stick. I don't think, I think I have to disagree actually, because I think that, the person, if they're handing the stick off when they're done talking, really, they're just being heard. They're, they feel heard, but that doesn't mean they're, they're understood yet because the other person might need to ask some questions. Oh, might, the other person can clarify. Yes. Yeah, to me, I feel like it works better if it does go back and forth so that you can ask yeah. clarifying questions, show through your words that you do understand. Yeah. Let, let me clarify a little more then. Mm-hmm. Um, while you've got the stick, the other person can clarify what you're saying. Are you saying this? Are you clarifying? Okay. It? But they're okay. not allowed to bring what they want to yeah. decide into it. Yeah. And the reason why the person holding the stick is the one to give it away mm-hmm. is because they'll only they can only give it away when they feel that they've been listened and understood. Cool. I not like when that. they finish talking. Yeah. See, I've always heard it that way. Yeah. It's, it's completely different. Not when they finish talking. Yeah. That's awesome. I like that. Um, it, it's easy to talk and then give the stick away. Yeah. Means nothing. Exactly. <laughs> um, the key to it is when they feel fully understood. Nice. Then it might not be they totally, but it's had the feeling. Right. Yeah. Or fully heard, you might say, rather than understood. Yeah. Um, and then it's up to you to do the same to the other person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you can clarify. You can go. Okay, cool. This. Yeah, because that's the thing, like asking questions, I think, is more powerful than just explaining what it you is. Yeah. Yeah. Pause for three seconds. When somebody finishes talking... It doesn't work on a podcast so much. (laughs) But when somebody stops talking, wait at least three seconds before you throw your sense in. Oh, yeah. Very often they'll continue. They're just thinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also, too, you know, like when you do that, when you fully listen to them and then you take a few seconds to just think before you speak, you know, people are afraid to do that because they're afraid, oh, I'm going to forget this thing that they said and this thing they said and, and, and this thing. But when you're doing that, you're getting all focused on the details. If you hear the whole thing and then wait and then think about what you want to say, yeah. your mind's going to jump right to the, what's the most important thing to you. Yeah. You could ask the other person to 
recognize when I'm going into story and please, can you point that out to me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. When I'm sweating the little stuff, can you please point that back out to me? Yeah. But then if you do that, you've got to be vulnerable and ready for when they say, hey, you're in story. You yeah. wanted me to point that out to you. Yeah. None of this is easy. No, it's not. But it's worth it. It's so worth it. <laughs> oh, and massively worth it. You know, it's the difference of having a real incredible relationship. Yeah. With a colleague, a child, your spouse or anybody, or having a relationship where you'd rather talk to your friends and moan about them mm -hmm. as opposed to sort things out. Oh, yeah. Um, and I know everybody would prefer to be able to have a communication with, in effect, their best friend. Yeah. Then go to other people. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But it's not easy. And you mentioned about vulnerability earlier on. It is a real brave thing to sit down and do what we're talking about. Yeah. And it's not because you're criticizing the other person and you're worried you're going to upset them. It's not that. It's because you're open to what they might say back. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, and that's very hard. But you know what? It gets easier and easier and easier. And it's not long before you can feel how much. I mean, when I first started, like, you know, putting all these kind of active listening things into effect, I swear the difference was immediate. I noticed an immediate difference. Yeah. I didn't always do it right. I messed up a lot. It took practice. I remember when I first learned to. A, I thought I was always a good listener. Mm -hmm. I realized <laughs> so, uh, quickly I wasn't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and immediately people opened up to me. People were like, and I was like, oh my God, I didn't know anything about this with them. Mm -hmm. But I didn't realize for years that I just wasn't listening to them. Yeah. You know, I was listening to reply. Yeah. But there is, it does get easier, like you say. Oh yeah, it gets easier. Yeah. Um. I know we're going to talk about this later on, how to get back to love when things go wrong. But I do want to, for this podcast, just touch upon if you do sit down and you do have every intention and then we end up in a situation where we said a few things that we, did, weren't, we didn't plan on saying, but we took it a bit personally and we yeah. went too far. Yeah. To me, the next step I would be is I would look up and say, Look, can we have an hour out? Mm -hmm, absolutely. Um, take some time out. Mm -hmm. No more than an hour. Mm -hmm. Message to all the guys out there. Don't sulk for two years. Yeah. Or two days. <laughs> <laughs> um, but come back in an hour's time and carry on the discussion. Yeah. And honestly, I think it's really important to like take some personal responsibility. Like when you come back, like right off the bat, like even if you feel like you're in the right, it's okay to say, I'm sorry, I've upset you. I'm sorry that you're angry. Um, use uh, some disarming techniques to start things off. And don't say, I'm sorry, but I'm right. I'm sorry, right. but it's your fault. Just say, I'm sorry, because I should not have said that. And stop. I would say, I should not have said that, but you should not have done this. Yeah. Because the, we remember the final thing that's said to us, mm -hmm. the final bit in the sentence. So if you say, I'm sorry, I should not have done that. Mm -hmm. um, but, da 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 da. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the minute you say a but, 
Mm-hmm. You may as well. You may as well have not been sorry. Don't say. Yep. It. Don't bother. Oh, yeah, that's a super hard habit to break too. Really difficult to do with the act of listening is to not take it personally. Yeah, yeah. If they're talking from their feelings, they're their feelings, not yours. Yeah. Um, and I cannot emphasize that enough. You know, they may be completely different to your feelings. Yeah. But it doesn't mean they're wrong. Yeah. Really important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all I got on that. It's, it's, it's different feelings. It's their feelings. And if they're yeah. talking from their feelings, you have to accept those feelings as absolute truth because it is to them. Yeah, right. Exactly. You're both coming to it from your own reality and you both see things from your own perspective and part of understanding each other is being able to see their perspective and accept that even if their perspective is different it's their perspective yeah and be okay with it being messy to begin with mm-hmm. yeah say so, look this will and will not work you know and that's okay yeah that's okay it, it will be a process and you can always get ask them to record listen to this podcast on the way to work right yeah there you go yeah, I <laughs> you ought to go listen to it oh you know what i had another thing I, this is kind of going to sound like it's off subject but i had one more thing i wanted to to say too when you're talking pay attention to body language um you can tell when you're talking to someone by their body language if they're open to listening to your point of view or if they're defensive, if they are slouching, if they've got their arms crossed, uh, if they don't want to look at you, these are all very defensive mannerisms. This is where you need to disarm them by taking responsibility for your own feelings uh, and opening up to them or asking them, is this a good time? Like, um, and just let them know you just want to resolve it. You know, you're not, angry or whatever um and now if they're you know turned towards you looking at you looking in your eyes um and their arms are like open like literally open they are open and they are open to what you have to say and that's the perfect time to have these conversations and find a neutral place not your childhood favorite place where you like to go for a walk not theirs if you can find a bit difficult in an office situation, but if you can find a neutral place where you can both go, and although you said to look at each other, look at each other when you're talking. Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. But don't face each other yeah. directly. Because if you do, the body takes that as a natural attack. Yeah, yeah. Um, the best thing you can do I think it's good to sit next to each other. I think it's good to sit right next to each other and just kind of turn toward each other. Yeah, Uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's good for a meal as well. Mm -hmm. You know, if you go to a restaurant, find a table next to a window and both of you sit there facing the window and talk about what you can see and have Mm -hmm. a discussion about looking out together. And I would encourage this in any communication as well. Get out of your house, get out of your place. If, you, if you're really going to do this and you want to take it really seriously and really make an impact, go and find a place on a bench somewhere, face the same way, talk about things, and then make a point, right, okay, let's have this discussion now. Let's, ha- let's have a chat. Mm-hmm. And it will make a difference because both of you aren't feeling closed in. 
right? Neutral territory. Yeah. You'll be more relaxed and more at ease. And it will change so much being able to have this voice. Yeah. Um, in, in a relationship, there's very often there's a person with the voice mm-hmm. and there's the person with the feelings. Mm-hmm. And they have to form a bond somehow. Mm-hmm. So the one with the loudest voice has to find the feelings. Mm-hmm. The one with the feelings have to find their voice. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And the opposite goes. The one with the loudest voice has to allow the other person to have a voice. Yes. Yeah. And the one with all the feelings has to allow the other person to have feelings. Yeah. Absolutely. That's really important. Uh, yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That gave me goosebumps. <laughs> Newsflash, even narcissists have feelings. Yes, they do. That's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, you know, I used to have all sorts of strong feelings about narcissists, but now I recognize that they're, they're just super insecure. They're, they're actually probably more wounded than most people think they are. Like, they're, they're just, they're so insecure. That's how it comes out. They're protecting themselves. They're, yes, exactly. And they never really were. They ha- never really had weapons. The weapons we made up inside of ourselves. Yeah. That's going deep into like the yeah. way we perceive people and everything. Yeah. Um, where can they find you, Susan? Um, you can find me at uh, susansinspirationspace.com. And you can find me on stephenweb.com. And do you mind me promoting my twenty-one days to your inner? No, people? not at all. Go ahead. In October, we're starting the 21 Days to Find Your Inner Peace Challenge. And you can sign up on my website, stephenweb.com, so have a V. There'll be a link underneath this podcast. But we're going to step through the five simple practices you need to do. Have more peace, Have be more in touch with your feelings, have better sleep, more energy. Ooh, I could use that. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> well, well, I'm one of those spiritual teachers that think sleep is a fundamental part of spiritualism. Yeah. You know, how can you meditate without falling asleep? How can you have real gratitude if you're so tired you can barely function? Right. Yeah, I agree. So we're going to sort out the meditation practice just 10 minutes a day in the morning. We're going to sort out the sleep. We're going to sort out the gratitude practices. The attachment mm-hmm. issues, the accepting and letting go. And finally, we're going to sort out the mindfulness and how we bring it all to the everyday world. Wow, nice. It's going to be good. And it's completely free. You'll have mm-hmm. access to me. It'll be videos and live shows from me. Yeah. And we're going to be doing it as a community. Yeah. That sounds really awesome. That sounds Head awesome. over to stephenweb.com and there's a great big button right at the top. <laughs> so, thank you, Susan. And yeah, thanks. See you next week. Yeah, sounds good.